0: friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from Seven SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with... Marilyn. And... Kim. And we are sad because Vicki is not here today. We well. are Vicki-less because... She actually has other things in her life occasionally, other than just podcasting. Wow. <laughs> Go She's figure. got a lot of other things. She has actually. a lot of other things, yes. yes. But um, she makes podcasting happen just about every session. And today, we just said, you get a day off. You have other things that are more important. So, we miss you, Vicki, but we're going to do our best to, I was going to say behave, but that's a lie. No,
1: she can't <laughs> help us behave anyway. She tries. <laughs>
0: She just stirs us up. We, we, we know it. Okay, so we are talking today about bringing your kid home for high school. And this is a topic that is um, tied to a lot of emotions and confusion and let's just call it what it is, fear, for a lot of families. If they have had their child in a traditional school setting for the years before and decide to bring them home at high school. That is a whole different animal other than just, oh, we've been homeschooling all along and now Let's we're going continue. to keep them yes. home. Yeah. So we want to deal with that in a very um, practical, hopeful, and helpful way. It's okay if you are facing that possible choice in your home and if it is bringing about a lot of mixed emotions, that's okay. Absolutely. It's okay to feel a little intimidated. We're going to help you. Yep. Um, There's also a whole lot of hope to be had because bringing kids home thoughtfully and intentionally and for wise reasons for high school can be absolutely fantastic. It can be one of the best choices that some families say they ever made in parenting. So if if you're looking at it and saying, wow, I hope that we'll survive this, you might do a whole lot more than survive. You might really see God answer some prayers and your child thrive in ways that they were not thriving before.
1: And even in ways that have nothing to do with the reasons you end up doing this, like God will bring about things that you can't even imagine.
0: Oh. Good one. And that wasn't even in our notes. It wasn't very good.
1: <laughs> I rarely do things that are in our notes. I yeah, you know, isn't
0: it. it funny that God's plans are bigger than ours? Amazing. And that he he does this cool stuff that we don't even anticipate.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely crazy.
0: All right. So let's let's get practical. Um Marilyn has some sort of unique. Uh, insight on this topic because she has been the principal of our local um, umbrella school diploma program for homeschoolers in our area for many moons. A long time. A long time. 20-ish. 96. <laughs> already More dad. than 20. More than 20 years. And she has seen a lot of kids come home for high school because often when a family begins homeschooling at high school, they want to be plugged into an oversight diploma program, some sort of support. Exactly. They want some accountability, and they want to
2: know what they're doing. (laughs) Mm,
0: Support and accountability. Coaching. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Good stuff. So um, we asked her to make some notes about what are some of the reasons that you see families bring a kid home, and what are some of her insights um, from observing over the years why this can be a good thing, what some of the challenges might be. So the first thing that she came up with was for physical reasons. Talk a little bit about that. We,
2: very often a child who has some kind of chronic or even acute physical issue, illness or something else, um, really gets stressed out being in high school. And part of that is every time you miss a day, you get behind. And then you have the added stress of going back, sometimes still not feeling great. Um, We all know, take for example, migraines. You have a migraine for a day, you go to bed, you take whatever the doctor has prescribed, and the next day you feel well enough to go to school, but you don't, you still have that lingering kind of, I don't feel very good. Well, when you add the stress of, and now I'm a day behind to that it can trigger some of those same symptoms again so you have a vicious cycle of I don't feel good I really can't go to school I'm getting behind now I'm going to go back but now I'm behind so now I'm stressed
1: yeah, and it I'm, can just be very difficult. Yeah now I'm sitting in a room with a lot of people a lot of noise fluorescent lights all kinds of things that can be migraine triggers or prolongers
2: Right, and this same thing works for other illnesses, obviously, as well. You know, kids with digestive issues or really anything, whether it is, or even an acute illness. Say they've missed six weeks of school because of some reason. You know, concussions. We've had, had a lot of concussions. I've had a We've seen, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You get behind. You feel like you just never catch up. Mm-hmm. And then that adds stress to the whole situation.
0: Okay, so what are practical tips that you would suggest to a parent who says, okay, I have a kid who has a chronic illness or um, who has expressed that this, this pattern in dealing with their illness in school is overwhelming. Um, how do you make that decision? How do, you, how do you decide, okay, this is a kid that would do better to come home versus this is a kid who would do better to soldier through?
2: The nice thing about homeschooling under these situations is you could even do things like a half a day of school or a couple of hours and then rest and then do some later. Those are not options when you're in a traditional school setting. You can listen to an audiobook instead of reading which is easier for someone with headaches or concussions. You can um work at the time of day that you're feeling better so if you're a morning person like i am doing the work in the morning and not doing homework at night Mm. would be better for me for other people it might be the other way around maybe they need to sleep a little longer i see kids out waiting for the bus at quarter to seven in the morning when i'm leaving That means they were up probably six or before six. That can be hard
1: on someone who's not feeling well. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of actually making the decision, um, obviously pray. That's our answer to everything. Absolutely. Pray, pray, and pray some more. Pray in the middle, pray in the end. I got my little pray first bracelet on. Um, But also, if you're on a much more tangible level, make a pros and cons list with your student. If your student is inclined to be involved in the decision... Um, also, think about is this a short term thing? And it's much easier to decide to soldier on if it's going to be, you know, a three week or four week recovery from a surgery or something like that. And there's a, bra- a school break coming up where you might be able to catch up as opposed to a really severe or chronic, or even if it was an acute illness, but a long term recovery. That to me speaks of something that might be much better addressed by being at home. But you got to do what's right. right for you and your family because, as we always say on yeah. the Homeschool High School podcast, there's not, not one, one right, right way.
0: way. Yeah. And we're sorry and as much for those as, of you as who we won. are our huge proponents of homeschooling high school, obviously, because, like, why would we do this podcast otherwise? <laughs> um, it is absolutely not for every family and it is not for every child with a chronic illness either even though there are a lot of things about homeschooling that work well for that there are situations where it would just be a terrible idea to bring a kid home to homeschool even if sure exactly and most
2: schools do have some kind of in-home instruction for kids once there is a diagnosis that really allows for that so Mm -hmm. they can get um I forget what they call yeah, it. Like bound. Home home bound. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like resources. Homebound, Yeah, that
1: was one of the things I was just thinking of, too, is think about what are your resources if you stay in school and what are your resources if you come home. Like mm-hmm. in our area, there's tons of support for homeschooling. And obviously through the glorious support of the Internet, even if you're in an area where there's not as much connection, we can help you. You can get a lot of support.
0: Good. All right, good thoughts. So how about a kid in a very different situation? There is no diagnosis from a doctor as far as a a medical problem or condition, but there is severe social anxiety, or there's been um, bullying Bullying. that Mm -hmm. has just damaged that kid emotionally, mentally, socially. Mm -hmm. What what have you seen there, Marilyn? We have seen several students come, (laughs) excuse me,
2: home successfully, and start homeschooling after these situations. Um, Social anxiety is a big thing these days. And in the um, arena that we see it, we do have a homeschool day school that meets twice a week. But getting up and going and being with people once or twice a week is a lot different than five days a week. Plus, you know, we have classes that max out, in the 20s versus a school of thousands where you're moving through the halls and working with different people in different classes and different teachers in every class. um, There can be a lot of added anxiety to that. I mean, my high school wasn't that big and the thought of some of the, the high schools I know around here I don't have social anxiety, and it makes me nervous to think about going in there. So, oh my, uh, there you
0: go. Yeah, if you're if you're bringing a kid home to uh, cocoon them or shield them from real life, we we've talked quite a bit on the blog, on the podcast. Um, we we can't make life easy and safe for our kids, and so if you're bringing them home just to try to keep the world a nice and loving place. That's only going to work for a little while, and life is going to intrude. And so it it is important that we equip our kids to deal with the real world. However, if you're bringing a kid home to heal, if you're bringing them home to protect them from a very specific threat to them... And there might be a threat. Mm -hmm. um, That's good parenting, folks. That's that's not cocooning your kid and trying to shield them from real life.
2: Right, and then your alternate sometimes could be to move them to a different school. Right. If, if there's a specific threat or a specific person that's out to get them, and I'm not saying that in a paranoid kind of way, but mm-hmm. there can actually be bad blood between students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if your students isn't, isn't in that cool group that kind of runs the school and one of those students is out to get them, it can be a very real threat emotionally or sometimes even physically.
0: All right, and then third reason uh, that we see people bring their kids home is for academic reasons. What kinds of things would cause you to say, "Yeah, I've got this uh, ninth grader, tenth grader, whatever, and I think we're going to start homeschooling for academic reasons." Oh, that's what a lot of people stop <laughs> homeschooling for academic reasons. <laughs> yes, exactly. Say, I right. don't think I can do
2: high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, on one end of the spectrum, you have the kids with learning issues. And obviously, most schools are equipped to do IEPs and handle a large number of learning issues. Sometimes the really difficult ones are the ones where the kid doesn't learn easily but doesn't quite fall into so the That was my school, my bad. I'm the off IEP. Now. <laughs> Um, end job. of the spectrum and mm-hmm. where they get extra help. They just, we all know them. There are the students who just plain need a little more time mm-hmm. to really grasp something and the classroom's moving too fast for them. Mm. That could be a reason. There's the other end of the spectrum where your child isn't being challenged.
1: Mm-hmm. They
2: want to move ahead and they are bored out of their minds. Mm. And they sometimes act out in class if they're right. too bored. Mm-hmm. You know, or they have specific passions that they really want to pursue. And the time they're spending on all those required subjects and the amount of time they're spending in class doesn't allow them to pursue those passions. Mm.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, yep. we've we've known a few families over the years who had a kid who was um, really... <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? Like, really, really gifted in a particular sport, and there was going to be a lot of travel mm. involved. Or really gifted in the arts, and there was going to be travel, travel involved. involved. And the parents... Or many hours. Had, mm. Right. And the parents had not even even uh, particularly thought, oh, you know, homeschooling might be kind of cool. And they looked at the life style, life path, whatever, that their kid was moving toward, and they said, yeah, this is something that we support. We think this would be best for our child. That means we need to look into homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And that's an okay reason, too. Homeschooling does not always come out of the parent's passion to home educate their (laughs) children. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about about looking at motivation if you do bring your kid home at high school. Sometimes the parent is strongly motivated Mm. and really wants to do this. And other times the parent is going, I really don't know that I want to do this, but I'm thinking I need to consider it. And then you got the kid. Sometimes the right. kid is like, Mommy, Mommy, please bring me home and homeschool me. And other times you have a kid who just shoots daggers out their eyes at you every time you say, oh, I think we're going to bring you home, sonny boy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What, what do you do with the differing motivations?
1: You just mentioned a great story before we started. Tell us the story about the student who was so highly
2: motivated. Uh, we have had students that were so highly motivated to homeschool that they begged the parent and this particular one I'm thinking of, I think may have been homeschooled at a very young age, but mm-hmm. then went back to school. I think I had her inquire. So, <laughs> so motivated that she worked hard and earned the money so she could take classes at our day school and buy her books and everything because the mom said they couldn't swing that one. financially mm-hmm. to do it. There's there's other children in the home mm-hmm. and she is gung ho and ready to go. Mm. That's impressive.
0: And that's unusual. I mean, let's that's just... Totally. Unusual. <laughs> that's unusual. That's why a really it's impressive. Cool. <laughs> it's a cool situation. Yeah. Yeah. What a, What about moms who had nothing to do with finances, but they were just saying, look, I just don't think I can teach you high school. And,
1: mm. I mean, I
0: don't know. And the kids saying, I really, really, really want to do this. What What can those moms do to find out whether they could do this? Fortunately,
2: in our day and age there are so many options from online classes i mean there are there are programs where you can do everything on the computer and still get your credits i mean sometimes the kids get a little like their eyes start to hurt before the end of Mm -hmm, the day and it gets a little bit monotonous doing it that way But that is an option, at least for some classes. There are classes that you can do by video or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, online, but actually seeing the teacher in front of you. There are programs that give immediate feedback, like math and various things like that. There are just so many options. In our area, we do have a day school. We have Mm -hmm. a school that meets for classes twice a week. Um, Some classes are one day, some are both days, and... Then the students have a syllabus and they work at home in between. There just are so many options right now where mom doesn't have to know how to do calculus in order to...
1: School. Ha- homeschool, yeah. high
2: school. And, and there are community colleges that allow students mm-hmm. to take classes there. You have to be aware that they move at a really fast pace often, mm-hmm. but it is an option.
1: And co-ops, like in our area... We just thrive on co-ops, so we have a mom who's a doctor who teaches a lot of sciences, and Marilyn's a physical therapist, so she's taught sciences. And we have moms who just love calculus, who teach high-level math, and it is such a blessing. So you I don't because like, we have, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> no, that is none of the three of us. Um, the other thing I thought of, and you know, we are supposed to do a shameless plug during the podcast, so I'll just call it what it is. Um, But it also really fits. Uh, You know, we talked about, and Marilyn gave great resources on the student end, but also on the parent end. If you're thinking about this and you're like, I'm not sure I can do this, our dear beloved Vicki Tillman, who we are missing today, so I'll just bring her here in spirit, um, she, she created a course called Homeschooling High School. You can do it. And it's geared for the parents to teach you and give you the confidence to know what it's going to be like and give you some skills. And that would be a great way to either help you evaluate and make the decision or help you prepare if you have decided.
0: Yeah, it's it's a big decision for mom. It is essentially making a career change in how you're parenting if oh, yeah. you decide to begin homeschooling in high school when you haven't before. And those kinds of life changes sometimes do you do well to get outside input, too. Yes, It's, of course, so important to talk with your spouse, to talk with your kid, to talk with people close to you. Um, sometimes you're going to do really well to talk to a counselor or a coach who's mm. just objective enough to, um, to ask you maybe some questions that people closer to you wouldn't even think to ask and to help you evaluate that. And if you are looking for something like that, I strongly recommend that you just go over to vickytillmancoaching.com and schedule... A time with Vicki because she excels at life coaching mm-hmm. and she has worked with lots of moms over the years who have been dealing with the pros and cons of homeschooling high school. Absolutely. So great resource for you. Um, let's talk about the kid. Okay, I'm going to give you a scenario here. This is Johnny and Johnny is a 10th grader and mom and dad want to bring him home to homeschool because Johnny is very bright but he has been very unchallenged and he has begun making shall we say, questionable choices with his time (laughs) while he is at school and is making choices to hang with people who are not pointing him in the direction of God's good plans for his life. (laughs) So Johnny's got a little attitude, and he thinks that this homeschooling idea is really stupid, but mom and dad feel like it needs to happen. What do you do with that stuff?
1: Pray. Oh, there we
0: go. <laughs> A lot. A lot. <laughs> yep. Because God can change the hearts of teenagers. He Absolutely. Really can.
1: Yep. Right.
2: And another thing could be to check out resources in your area because perhaps Johnny is afraid that he really is going to sit in the basement for the rest of his high school career <laughs> in his pajamas. With doing an Doing schoolwork. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in our area, we have all sorts of resources the classes we've talked about choirs orchestra sports teams things that Johnny could be doing when he's not doing his algebra and that can be very helpful um we all know socialization can be good or it can be bad but teenagers do need to have friends and other activities that they can do that will help them you know excel in life but also to give them that that Rounded transcript a the
1: the well rounded transcript
2: Mm -hmm. but also they just
1: need those outlets Yeah. yeah yeah and depending on your lifestyle and as Sabrina referred to career change if you as the parent are going to you know it depends are you also having another career are you working full time outside the home are you working part time are you in and out depending on how that goes you may also benefit tremendously from plugging into some pieces of the homeschool community for support for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also use that. We love to talk about carrots in homeschool land. You know, if Johnny really doesn't want to homeschool, then perhaps that's a motivator for Johnny to have X period of time to say, okay, so we're seeing A, B, and C that are concerning us. If you really don't want to homeschool, then this is a time for you to show us that you really can do the the school that you're in successfully and well and just know not so much as a threat but just as this is what we're thinking needs to happen if you can show us that we're not thinking correctly then you know then we're open so you're showing your kid giving them a chance to um to make their solution happen
0: taking empower them Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 So let's say you have made the decision and you are bringing a kid home for high school. Um, two of the initial things that, that Marilyn in particular had, had thought of from seeing this in so many families is you first have to decide how much of a sort of deschooling period do you need based on your right. unique situations. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then also what kind of structure are you going to put into place and how much structure is going to be good. So pick one. Do you want to f- talk about de-schooling first or structure first? Let's talk about structure. Okay. In
2: general, I feel, but maybe this is because of my personality, that I it worked best for my, my own children when we were homeschooling to start each year with a fairly rigid structure because I wasn't going to be able to maintain that over the uh. year. But we needed to start with something, and it was easier to start with something and then add some flexibility than it was the other way around. But that may be more my personality. Okay. Um, and some of that depends on the motivation of the students. And with the number of kids I have in my home, that varied greatly from uh, student
1: to mm-hmm. student. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I don't know, Kim, you have... Yeah. I'm thinking from the deschooling, and that that just speaks to me of if you have a kid mm-hmm. who's healing physically or emotionally or things like that, that seems to me a time when you might need to think more deschooling. And if you've never heard the term deschooling, we're just talking about less structure and sort of a a breathing slash transition time, not where you cease all schoolwork altogether, but where you go into a very flex mode and a um, just, uh, just a, a downtime mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, your family benefited yeah, my, a lot Yeah, my from family that, benefited right? a
0: lot from that. And we homeschooled all the way through. And even so, mm-hmm. we, we had a, a chunk of time where life trauma had happened. And we took six or eight weeks and we put all of the school books away. And school didn't stop. It's not that everybody sat around and played video games for six or eight weeks, you know. We did a lot of stuff. We listened to a lot of music. We went on a lot of long walks in the park. We um, played games. We right. did art projects. Mm. You know, we, we did a lot of stuff that was still stimulating to the brain and was we read a lot of books. I bet you, you watched know. a lot of good movies. We watched a lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. And we spent time with a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. And we had good conversations, you know. But we didn't do a whole lot of math. And the truth is that by giving ourselves that break, when we pick the math book up again, we were ready to learn math because mm, exactly. everybody had healed enough that it, it was it was time to go back to the more traditional school books. So, yeah, that's, that's de-schooling, and it can be an extremely powerful tool.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it could be very difficult to do that, though, if mm-hmm. you are taking a student out in junior or senior year because oh, yeah. you only have so much time to yeah. get that diploma unless right. you want to do an extra year. So... You have to kind of balance some of that and know your student. Like, in fact, even your schedule could be different. Like, some of my own children preferred to hit, well, none of them preferred to hit math hard anytime. But anyway, <laughs> even the ones who were good at it. But they would prefer to, like, I'm going to do all my English homework on Tuesday and do my science homework on Wednesday rather than, okay, I'm going to do... A chunk of this Uh, of each one each day. mm -hmm. So you can be flexible with things like that, but it is also good for a student to learn that there are deadlines for things because in life there are deadlines. mm -hmm. You know, um, my credit card company has a deadline (laughs) for when they want me to pay that bill, and they're not very nice about it if I say I had a headache that day. Mm -hmm, So you have to balance the life skills that Mm -hmm. are involved here with Mm -hmm. You know the fact that before, when you're already, when your student's already in high school, adult life is coming, mm-hmm. and it's coming oh. fast right around the
0: corner. Oh yeah. my,
1: very fast. Yeah,
0: well, we're going to wrap this up. That was a lot, and um, it's it's a big topic, and we're actually going to do a follow up episode. Um, we just didn't want it to get too long and overwhelming, but there are a lot of very specific, more technical pieces to understanding how to bring a kid home especially if they're already in high school and you're bringing them home to complete high school and you're trying to figure out credits and what they've already had and what they still need. So and the, nuts and the, more, the nuts and bolts? The nuts and bolts. The nuts and cashews? And chocolates. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a second episode on that, but we hope that this episode has given you sort of a, a glimpse of the hope that is there if, if traditional high school is not looking like a good fit for your kid and you are considering bringing them home To homeschool at that level, it can be done. It can be done very successfully. But there's not one right way to do it. And there is a whole lot of merit in taking your time to pray, to talk to the people closest to you, including your child, and then to talk to some people who are a little bit farther away from you and a little bit more objective to help you determine what that best course of action might be. So thank you for joining us. We hope that the Homeschool High School podcast is a blessing and an encouragement to you. And we also encourage you to listen to the other podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We have friends who are doing wonderful podcasts on all sorts of topics that are meaningful and helpful to homeschooling families. So give them a listen. You will not be sorry. And if you like what you're hearing here and could hop over to iTunes and give us some stars or a review, that will help other families find us if they're looking for Homeschool High School Encouragement. We look forward to being with you again. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from Seven Sisters Homeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.